0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Would you stand with me tonight? Amen. God is so good, isn't he? Let's just praise Him right now. Father, we thank You for your, your house. We thank You for Your people. We thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your Word, Lord. Uh, God, it guides us. Your, your Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. And we appreciate You so much, Lord. Have Your way tonight, Lord. And we give You all the praise, God. Uh, and let the Word of God, amen, uh, go forth and let faith lift up in our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, amen. amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just want to read one verse before you're seated Psalms 144, verse 1. Psalm 144, verse 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. And you may be seated. I want to teach tonight on spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Amen. Now when I read that verse, you know, some thoughts come because I've read other parts of the Bible where I thought the Bible said that God was supposed to fight our battles for us. And it does say that uh, in a couple of places. Amen. Exodus chapter 14 when Moses and the children of Israel after they came out of Egypt and then they were up against the, the Red Sea and uh, they thought everything was good and they were kind of like just, you know, relaxing and after they had come out and now here comes Pharaoh's army with all of his chariots bearing down on them and they thought they were, they, they God just brought them out just to get wiped out right there but moses told them in exodus fourteen thirteen, and moses said to the people do not be afraid stand still and see the salvation of the lord which he will accomplish for you today the lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace so we do read things like this second chronicles 20 when uh the armies of the enemies surrounded jerusalem jehoshaphat was the king and uh he went to the Lord and, and God told him to tell the people in Second Chronicles twenty seventeen, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. And Paul even told us in Romans twelve nineteen, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. In other words, don't seek revenge when someone does you wrong, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Now see, these verses are talking about not fighting our enemies using carnal methods, like we used to do before we came to God. Amen. Before we came to God, it was street fighting. It was, you know, giving them some lip. It was giving them some knuckle sandwiches. It was using man-made weapons to fight our battles and we did it in anger and we did it in all kinds of attitudes because someone had done us wrong but we no longer fight with man-made weapons but with weapons that God has provided us with amen so we still fight but we're not fighting amen like uh like the world uh, uh, fights we're fighting a uh, spiritual warfare now 2 Corinthians 10.4 said, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So when we become part of God's kingdom on this earth, which is the church, we also uh, realize, we must realize that we enlist in the army of God. Amen. Did you know when you became a believer in God and you became born again and you started walking with him, did you know you were a soldier in the army? Yes. Amen. You might say, "Well, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't read that part of the contract, or I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't told that." You know. Oh, you know. I thought we were on a cruise ship. No, we're on a battleship. Yes. Amen. But it's a battleship with the Lord yes. taking care of it. Yes. It's a battleship with God's our general. God is our amen. Our warrior. He's the. He's the head of our host and he's telling us what to do, and he's giving us the weapons to do it. Amen. So we enlist in the army of God. So when we were born again, we didn't realize that we got our fatigues, and, and we got our boots, and we, you know, we got our helmets. Amen. We got uh, all kinds of things. We got a breastplate of, of righteousness. We got all kinds of, of armor and weapons and so forth. Amen. In fact, Every born-again believer, the Bible said, is a soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. 2 Timothy 2, verse 3 said, Thou therefore endure hardness. In other words, when hardness comes, when hard times come, endure it. How? As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because we can, we can get through this fighting the Lord's battle with spiritual warfare. Because verse 4 said, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Amen. So he's chosen us to be soldiers. And if he did, that means he has confidence in us that we can fight the good fight. We can fight, amen, against the enemy, not only in our own life, but we can fight for our family. I'm talking about spiritual warfare for your family, spiritual warfare, amen, for loved ones, spiritual warfare for anything that we hold dear, amen, in our life that we can fight for with the, uh, not not with man-made weapons, but with the weapons that God has given us. As children of God, the war that we're fighting requires us to engage in spiritual warfare. And first and foremost, our fight is a fight of faith. Amen. Sometimes we're out there and the mountain's big and the Goliath is big and the, this enemy's big and we're just looking up like, oh my goodness. Amen. But we're fighting a fight of faith. What caused a 17-year-old uh, young man, David, to, to, to run out, which his brothers and everyone thought it was a suicide mission, running out full speed uh, uh, toward a nine-foot giant Amen. that had all this armament, and all he had was a little slingshot with some rocks. What caused him to do that? Faith in God. Amen. It was faith. He wasn't fighting. He knew he couldn't match Goliath toe to toe. He was a warrior from his youth. Goliath, he, you know, he, was, a, he was probably beating up. You know, when he was a one-year-old, he was probably beating people up. He was so big you know, nine feet tall. You know, he was probably like four feet tall when he was born or something. Amen. He was a, a mean guy. He, he came out with a, with a five o'clock shadow, okay? That's how, that's how mean he was. Man, you know, get this kid a bottle and a razor, would you? Amen. But I'm telling you, the Bible said in 1 Timothy six twelve, fight the good fight of faith. Amen. We got to fight with faith. And that's using spiritual weapons because, you know, we don't need faith if we're just going to go take care of it, you know, behind the building or in the alley. We don't need faith. We just go back there. and say, let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's see who's going to come out of here, you know, standing up and all that stuff. No, that's not what we're doing anymore. We're in spiritual warfare and we have more powerful weapons than we used to have. Those weapons were limited. Amen. But now we have limitless weapons, uh, amen, that'll help us in any situation against enemies we see and we don't see. Amen. Praise God. It's just like this, this slide. I love this slide that Renee did. You know, there's the guy just walking, it's nighttime or or you know, sun's going down or coming up or whatever, and he's got his Bible in his hand, but but he's got more. Amen, that, that meets the eye. People just see some guy walking down the street. Amen. But he's got a spiritual man inside of him, and he's got a sword, and he's got, he knows what he can do. Don't be messing with him because he's walking in faith, and he's war. in a warfare, amen, for righteousness' sake, and he's got weapons uh, that can back him up, praise God. So faith is the foundational cornerstone of everything we do for God. Without it, we will not be successful. Hebrews eleven six said, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Not half-heartedly, but diligently. So we have to have faith. First and foremost, Romans 1, 17, As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith, not by feelings, because our feelings change all the time, not by sight, because, amen, we walk by faith and not by sight, because, amen, what we see can deceive us, amen, even our own heart can deceive us sometimes, but faith, amen, in God is a constant, amen, and it's, it's a very great foundation that we can put our lives on, and since we're living our lives by faith, it stands the reason that we have to fight our ba- our battles by faith as well. Faith enables us to use the spiritual weapons, amen, that God gives us to win the battle and gain the victory. Faith activates the weapons. Without faith, these weapons will not work. We must have faith in God and the weapons that he gives us, amen. What are these spiritual weapons that faith activates for us? Well, we know what they are, amen, but sometimes we don't realize what we have at our disposal as children of God. Prayer is a powerful weapon, amen. Praying in Jesus' name is a powerful thing. And I tell you, don't just pray for big things. Don't just pray about huge decisions. Pray about even little things in your life. Amen. You want God to work on these little things? You pray about little stuff too. And the medium size and the big stuff, of course. Praise God. Don't think that God's so busy. Don't think that you're bothering Him. He loves people that will pray and talk to Him. And we know, like on Tuesdays, we pray and we fast. Praise God, Amen. And he told uh, when he told uh, his disciples. Uh, when they were coming up against some rough spirits, amen, in, in a, a demon-possessed boy whose father couldn't do anything and tried everything, amen, even the disciples at that point couldn't cast him out. And then they said, why couldn't we cast him, cast him out? And Jesus pulled him aside and he goes, this kind doesn't go out but by prayer and fasting, amen. And so there's some kinds of things that we, battles that we're going to face that we got to put fasting with our prayers. And it gives us a one to punch in the Spirit and helps us, amen, to get through. Praise God. And then, of course, we have the Word of God. That's a great weapon. Amen. The word of God is a powerful weapon. Jesus himself, our greatest example. Amen. Use something that we could use so that we could. We, well, that was the Lord. That was Jesus. Of course, he's going to be able to, to fight all these battles. He was God manifested in flesh. But, you know, when he came out of his baptism, Amen. And he was driven in the wilderness by the spirit of God. And for 40 days, the devil tempted him. And we read about three temptations. And in all those temptations, praise God. Jesus didn't use some kind of special powers or anything to fight against those temptations. He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. Use the word. Stand on the word. Quote the word. The word of God is, a, is a, a powerful weapon against our enemies. And of course, the name of Jesus in prayer and just, you don't even need to be praying if you need the name of Jesus. Sometimes you just need the name of Jesus. You come up against something and something's happening real quick. Amen. I'm telling you, if something like an accident or something, amen. You know, all you've got time is to, to call one name. All you've got time is to say one thing before something happens so fast. Just say, Jesus. Just say, Jesus, that's all you got to say. The people that know what that name can do, that name can change things. Amen. The name of Jesus is powerful. I've told the story many times when I used to go to another church and we had a fireworks stand and I was in charge of the fireworks stand and I was there one time, amen, when, and you know how you, uh, uh, the windows are kind of high on the fireworks stand because you know people like to reach in and try to steal things. Uh, well, some guy, some young guy that had an arm, you know, like Shaq or something, as long as Shaq reached down and grabbed, you know, like a whole box of something that was right there underneath, and he took it. And I saw it happen. They said, "Hey, hey, hey, Randy, look, somebody's, you know, whatever." And he started just walking down the street, and the, the fireworks stand wasn't a kind of a rough neighborhood in Bellflower. Amen. And I should have just let it go. You know what? It's just the fireworks. But you know what? It was God's fireworks. The money was for God's people. The money was for the church. The money was to send the kids, amen, to camp or or to you know convention or something. Amen. So something just rose up in me. Amen. And I wasn't even thinking about my own health or safety or anything when I confronted this guy who was he was just walking. He wasn't even running because he didn't hate him He had no fear at all. And he's walking away this big box of fireworks. Amen. And I didn't even say, hey, you or whatever. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And he turned around and faced me and he threw the box at me, you know, like it was electric or something. And he was shocked. And I grabbed the box and then he started coming toward me and giving me all these words and all this attitude. And then I'm like, oh, here it is. (laughs) Praise God. But there happened to be the pastor was there and another man from the church. And they kind of just stepped right in front of that guy. And everything was fine. And then he finally just, you know, walked away back to his, uh, you know, down the street, just cussing all the way along. But you know what? Got the fireworks back in Jesus' name. You say, well, that wasn't really worth it. No, but I, I thought it was. And it was just something that rose up in me. You know what? This is God's. You know, if it was my fireworks, that'd be something else. (laughs) Amen. But this was all for charity, all for the church, all for the youth department. It was for a good cause. So I'm telling you. In prayer, or just something like that, the name of Jesus is a powerful weapon. Amen. And that's why the Bible said, and "Don't use the name of the Lord in vain." Everyone else uses it as a cuss word when they slam their finger with a hammer or something, and they say, "You know, they say the name of the Lord, amen, is a cuss word, and they're using it in vain." But you know what? That name forgave me of my sins in water baptism. That name has answered a bunch of prayers. That name has cast out devils. That name has had many miracles. Praise God amen so spiritual warfare all of these prayer fasting praise amen praise is another one Man, you can praise God, and things will happen. Praise God, because God inhabits the praise of his people. So just praise him even against your enemies. Amen. And that when we talk about Jehoshaphat, you know what happened? God said, you're not going to need to fight in that battle. We read it. Uh, 2 Chronicles 20:17. And, you know, if you keep reading, he said, you know what? Uh, what I want you to do, though, is send out the choir and send out the musicians. Uh, amen. And the enemies are on the other side of this valley, and instead of sending the, your army out... Uh, I told you, you don't need to fight. I want you to praise me instead. And so they praised God and they sang and they said, and they played instruments and the enemy on the other side, it was three nations that had come together that normally were enemies, but they became friends because they had a common goal to take down Jerusalem. Amen. They all started looking at each other. They all started killing each other. Amen. Because they praised God instead of trying to fight their own battles that, in a carnal way. Amen. And then you know another another great uh, weapon is something that we don't realize. It's doing good. Amen. It's not returning evil for evil. It's returning good for evil. Amen. And that's all based in the love of God. When God, lo- just like he said, pray for your enemies, that's based on the love of God. Amen. And doing good will, you know, it takes two to have an argument. It takes two. But if one side is going to do good, if one side is going to return good for evil. Amen. That shuts things down quite a bit. That's why the Bible said in Romans twelve twenty. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. That means good, amen, is a weapon that can defeat evil. I believe that. 1 Peter 2.15 For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Amen. And sometimes we come across foolish people. Sometimes we come across people that don't care about God or us. Amen. But you know what? They can't come against. They might come against us. They might think we're weak. They might think all kinds of things. But when we enlist and we use and we have faith in the spiritual weapons of God, they can't fight against those. They aren't spiritually fighting. They're fighting carnal against spiritual. And it never works that way. We will always get the upper hand if we have a right spirit and we return good when evil comes our way. God gives us power through his spirit to withstand and fight any enemy. Luke 10:19 Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He gives us the power to do that. Amen. Isaiah 54:17 No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It didn't say they wouldn't form the weapons. It didn't say they wouldn't try to deploy the weapons. It didn't say they wouldn't try to use the weapons against us. Amen. Some of those weapons look uh, very intimidating. Goliath was very intimidating. Amen. Uh, they said that the just the, the head of his spear weighed, weighed something like 20 pounds. Uh, and he had a huge uh, Uh, You know handle you know a beam on that spear and uh, in just his armor weighed so much. uh, It was incredible. You know hundreds of pounds and his sword was huge and his shield and so forth. Amen. But no weapon it might be formed against you but it will not prosper when you stand in faith and fight with God's weapons. Oh praise God. Amen. Peter even warned us. He said you know the devil. Uh, is like a roaring lion, you know, seeking whom he may devour. He said, whom, who, whom resists steadfast in the faith. Amen. And you're going to be okay. Resist him. You can resist him because you can't resist him with carnal weapons. You can resist him with spiritual weapons. Amen. Praise God. Psalm 27, 3. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. How can I be confident when armies encamp against me? How can I be confident when war arises all around me? Why? Because our text verse said, because he teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Not the old way we fight, but the fighting with the spiritual warfare in the fight of faith. Amen. And beside that. Amen. Not only does he teach my hands. To war, my fingers to fight. He will be with me in the battle. And he will help me fight. Amen. Because his spirit lives inside of me. And I take him wherever I go. Amen. God gives us spiritual armor. To protect us against our enemies. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, not in your weapons, in the Lord, and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. Amen. What is that armor? Amen. It's a helmet of salvation. It's a breastplate of righteousness. Amen. It's a belt of truth around our waist. It's a boots on our feet, which represent the gospel of peace. It's a shield of faith and it's a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. That is a a very powerful weapon. And of all of these things, everything else is defensive, but the sword of the spirit is offensive. Amen that we fight with. So one of the things we're fighting for is the truth, aren't we? Amen. Jesus is the truth. Jesus told the truth. Amen, so, so many, so many things that, that used to be just considered, you know, by everybody the truth now. They think it's a lie. You know, up is down and down is up and right is wrong and everything's crazy right now. But so we're fighting for the truth. We're standing for righteousness. We're standing for the truth. Amen. And it's so important that we share the truth of Jesus Christ and and his word with people that we come in contact with. To let them know, amen, that that's wrong and that God's word is still right. And that's the only thing that will set them free. Amen. John 8, 32, Jesus said, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Amen. And he who the son has set free is free indeed. Amen. And there's nothing like being free. The truth will make you free. Amen. It doesn't just set you free because some people misquote that. The King James says it will make you free. Set you free is one thing. If I set you out, you know, if you're in a prison and I open the door and set you free, amen, it doesn't mean you're going to be free. It just means I set you free, but now, you know, the next day you could be back in there. Something could happen. But he doesn't just set us free, amen, and leave us on our own. He makes us free. And free indeed, which means he makes us free. Amen. Today, tomorrow, the next day. Oh, hallelujah. Jude 1 verse 3 said, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So Paul told us in Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. And what that kind of faith is, a verb, an action verb, having faith in God and having faith in these weapons I'm talking about. And now when Jude talks about faith, he's saying earnestly contend for the faith. Amen. And what that means is that's a noun and not a verb. The faith is. It's another way of saying the truth is another way of saying the gospel, good message of Jesus Christ, amen. Earnestly contend for the faith. In, in other words, fight for and defend the truth. He said because there's people creeping in. All, even back when Jude wrote this, he, he wrote this like in 60 AD or something like that. And already, just 30 years after Jesus came and died. Amen. Just 30 years later already people were trying to creep in. Amen. And change things up uh, and and twist things around wolves in sheep's clothing trying to upset the apple cart and get us away from what uh, God has established in the original in the beginning in the church. Amen. So he said, "I want you to earnestly contend for the faith. Fight for and defend the truth, amen, by using your faith in God's spiritual weapons. Because we're always going to be, we're going to be, the Bible says there's no discharge from this war, by the way. It's like, man, we don't even get a discharge. Oh, you, got, you get some shore leave from time to time. And, you know, it's not, uh, we're not fighting every second of the day, but, you know, we're, we're fighting battles. Amen. And there's no discharge from the war, but he's with us. And the more you have faith in Him, and the more you walk with Him, and the more you get used to ha- handling you know, when you first grab the sword, it's like, hey, what do I do with this? I'm almost I'm, I'm knocking myself over with it. But then after you get the hang of it, you start being able to use this shield and use that sword and put that belt on and that helmet and those boots and that breastplate of righteousness, and you go, okay, I'm ready. I feel like this is stuff uh, that I can do, amen. And uh, we can fight uh, the good fight of faith. Amen. Praise God. Proverbs 23, 23 said, Buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. In other words, once we get into this truth, once we understand what it is to be born again of water and spirit to, be, and, to and to be a part Amen of something where we feel God. Amen. And not just uh, hey those you know those were the bygone days. We're not just reading about miracles that happened in the in the New Testament and the Old Testament. We're not just hearing old stories that happened hundreds of years ago, but it's not happening today. I'm not part of that kind of church. I'm part of the church of the book of Acts. Amen. That believes. Amen. In the plan of salvation. That believes in miracles, signs and wonders and divine healing. That believes Amen. That greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And there's more that are with us, with us than more than are with them. We have the upper hand because we have Jesus on our side, and He's given us the best weapons. And what is that wonderful truth? It was preached. On the day of Pentecost, when the church was born and the spirit was poured out, amen, as a fulfillment to the book of Joel. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. And on my servants and handmaids, I will pour out of my spirit. And that verse was quoted in Acts chapter 2, right after the spirit was poured out. And then toward the end of the chapter... Amen. When Peter preached it, praise God, that first sermon and people that were listening, they got convicted in their heart and they said, oh my goodness, we crucified the Lord. We, we did the wrong thing. And he said, they all said in verse 37 of chapter two, men and brethren, you know, what shall we do? You know, they felt bad. And then Peter said unto them in verse 38, repent. That's what you need to do. And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that's what you need to do. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what you need to do. For this wasn't just for a select few. This, this formula, this gospel message wasn't just for certain ones who were predestined. Oh no, God did not predestine just a handful. He said, whosoever will drink of the water of life freely. He said he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should repent. He would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so that's why he keeps on going in verse 39. For this promise of repentance and baptism and the Holy Ghost is unto you and to your children and all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And we know God calls everybody. It's up to them to answer the call. And lastly, and he said, verse 40, Acts chapter 2, and with many other words, did he testify and exhort. This is Peter saying this. And he said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. The word untoward means perverse, means Ungodly or whatever, amen. But he said, "Save yourselves." So, in other words, nobody can. I can't save you, and no, and you can't save me. I can just preach about it. I can just pray with somebody, amen. But they gotta save themselves. How do they do it, amen? A drowning person can't save themselves. Somebody's got to help them. If they, if they can't swim, they're not going to be able to save themselves. They need a hand from above to pull them out of there. And Jesus is the one that saves us. But he gave us the formula. He said you must be born again of water and spirit. you got to repent, be baptized, fill with the Holy Ghost. That's how you save yourself. Amen. Amen. Obey the word. Obey the gospel and you'll be saved. Oh, let's all stand right now. Thank God that He gave us spiritual weapons. Thank God for this wonderful truth. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, help us to fight the good fight of faith as a good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Help us, Lord, to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Help us to fight. Amen. And help us to band together. Because if we, if one of us can put a thousand to flight, then two of us can put 10,000 enemies to flight. We're better together. Help us to pray together and fight together and fast together. Amen. And call on his name together in Jesus name. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah.